Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. The Biden administration has revoked religious exemption waivers from some faith-based adoption and foster care providers. And many conservative lawmakers are concerned, including Utah Senator Mitt Romney, who joined a letter condemning the Department of Health and Human Services for removing the protections. So why did the HHS rescind the waivers? How is this going to impact families and those in the foster care system? Kelsey Dallas uh, from Deseret.com and uh, a uh, reporter covering Religion and Politics, the Supreme Court, and a host of other things, as well as being an associate editor. Uh, Kelsey, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So this is an interesting one. Uh, This uh, has a lot of people riled up, uh, including Utah Senator Mitt Romney, in terms of the impact of this. Break it down for us just real simply. First, what, what are these waivers, and what has the administration rescinded? Yes, um, so basically there are strings attached to federal funding in the adoption and foster care context, just as there are in a wide variety of programs. And uh, that matters because some of those strings are non-discrimination rules that would affect how an agency that receives the funds could go about doing its business. That matters for a faith-based agency because a faith-based agency following its religious beliefs might choose not to work with or train um, LGBTQ couples, or if it's Christian, it might not work with Jewish couples just because it's part of being this religious organization that it wants to sort of operate according to its specific religious beliefs. In the past, that's always been uh, sort of um, on lawmakers' radars, and so there was this waiver system in place, and the Trump administration was really proactive, saying, okay, if you might have religious freedom concerns, here's the waiver. Um, Keep doing your business. We support you. And the Biden administration sort of put the brakes on that approach and said, hey, we're still open to granting religious exemptions to non-discrimination rules, but we're going to look really closely on a case-by-case basis instead of being so proactive. And so they rescinded those waivers from the Trump era and just said, we're going to take another look at this to to try to balance these interests in non-discrimination with interest in religious freedom. And of course, that's raising eyebrows because the Republican lawmakers are saying, why slam the brakes on these agencies doing really important work? Yeah, and I, I was going to ask uh, well, two parts to, to the next question. So, one, so what does this mean that these uh, exemption waivers are no longer? Uh, what is the real impact on the system, on parents trying to adopt, on children trying to get in that uh, in and out of that system? Um, let's start with that one. So, if you, it, what it would mean is that if you are a faith-based agency that needs to or wants to um, receive federal funding to support your work that you're doing with foster care or adoption. This just makes um, it a little trickier to 
to say yes or to apply for that funding because you have to explain like, hey, we can't follow this rule? Can I have a waiver? Um, here's why we operate according to their beliefs. And so under the Trump administration, you would basically be guaranteed a yes, okay, yes, we support you. And under the Biden administration, it might just be a more drawn out process. Again, you're not necessarily going to get turned down. It's just that you'll have to maybe jump through some hoops, have some more discussions. And so it's going to slow up the works if you are faith-based. Uh, and so let's let's get to the real practical, uh, tactical pieces there. Uh, obviously, coming through the pandemic, I think uh, it is a, a fair statement to say that we need more organizations serving children in the foster care, not less. Uh, how has the pandemic impacted this, and is this creating uh, a backlog? Do we have people that are just stuck in the system? Uh, what are you seeing? Oh, certainly. I, I think the pandemic exacerbated what was already a crisis, that we have a huge amount of children and young people in uh, in need of new homes, uh, waiting placement. And, and this is complicated because you would think, as the Republican lawmakers point out, that it, it is a really difficult situation where you're going to turn some agencies away because that means fewer agencies to help care for these kids and help find placements for these kids. But the argument from people who support the Biden administration is that if you allow a faith-based agency that's not going to serve all potential foster parents, that you might end up ostracizing certain people so that they don't open their homes to someone, that a gay couple might go to a Catholic agency, get turned away, and then sort of be really embarrassed or ashamed and not find another agency that will partner with them. And so the question is, is it a bigger problem to have fewer agencies or is it a bigger problem to potentially have fewer foster parents? Mm. Yeah, I think that's a critical one. So as you as you look at this, uh, what do you anticipate coming up next? Well, I think every time we talk, basically the answer is the same, which is, unfortunately, I think there is more conflict coming because we're going to see this battle at the policy level where it's like, how will the Biden administration work this out with Republican lawmakers, find the right path forward? We also see state legislators having battles over this and what types of religious freedom protections they should put in place. And then we have cases played out in the legal system. Just last June, the Supreme Court waited on a clash dealing with a foster care agency in Philadelphia, and that did not answer all the questions. So it's like a battle that is just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So so do you see this? Uh, you said mentioned some of those cases that are working their way through the courts. Uh, do we ultimately uh, expect this, uh, like most things you and I end up talking about, is this headed for the Supreme Court in the end? Well, I think the Supreme Court would be hesitant to raise its hand and say, yes, let's get involved again, because as I mentioned, they just heard a clash last term, issued a ruling in June. They sided with a Catholic agency. The complicated thing was that instead of issuing this sort of cover, like, uh, let's answer all the questions, let's say definitely side with religion, they sort of kept it very specific to what was going on in Philadelphia. And so they didn't show all of what was happening like they didn't show their full belief oh that's fascinating uh, that's a we'll save that conversation for another day that's a that's a deep dive but i want to know the behind the scenes you'd love to be in the chamber and a fly on the wall uh for some of those conversations where they do go so narrow uh that yes, they're actually exactly. not addressing the the bigger broader stuff anything else in this one that we should be watching in the the weeks and months ahead 
Well, I'll just add, uh, listeners are probably familiar with this debate over the Equality Act in front of Congress, so sort of protection for LGBTQ Americans. I think that this debate about foster care and adoption agencies is going to play a major role in that sort of congressional debate about gay rights. And so pay attention, because these are the types of smaller battles that feed that bigger clash over how to increase protections for gay Americans. Uh, uh, great insight as always, Kelsey Dallas uh, from Deseret News, Deseret.com, uh, and the magazine as well. And uh, Kelsey, always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. All right, there's some really fascinating things there. And again, at a time when uh, we do need more organizations and more individuals stepping up and saying, yes, I'll, I'll help in that space uh, when it comes to the foster care and adoption. Uh, especially coming out of the pandemic, as Kelsey said, uh, this is this is such a a real and acute thing to to be. I don't know. It almost seems like an overswing back. Uh, you can understand uh, that the Biden administration would be frustrated with rules that were incorporated uh, by the Trump administration, and this again is where we see things swing back and forth. When you do things by executive order, they get undone by executive order. Uh, but think of what that does. Right when Congress doesn't do his job. And Congress doesn't do uh, what is outlined in terms of passing legislation so there is certainty. Then we end up with these kind of battles because then they just kind of abdicate it. The executive branch says, oh, we'll do that. And so they do. They do things by executive order or by rule. And then somebody files a lawsuit and it works through. But think of the ramifications of that. The ramifications of that is uncertainty to the very people you're trying to serve whether it's those who are trying to find a child to adopt, whether it's a child that's stuck in the foster care system. Uh, This is not the way it should be done. Congress has got to do their job, and we're going to continue to track this uh, as we move it all forward. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.